What's going on? You found the X. Transmitting on a secure channel via the Federal Bureau of Control, broadcasting from the bowels of the oldest house, you're listening to episode 11 of X Button Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Damon Vitiri, and I'm joined by Danny Spider-Man Morales. It's over 9,000! And Jeremy Orlando. For a brick, he flew pretty good. What's How you boys doing? I'm doing pretty solid. I'm doing pretty solid. I'm so excited to get into it today. So I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something. It's a party, right? Uh-huh. It is yep. a party. And uh, this party is going to be a huge event, like probably the first party that you've been to in, I don't know, like eight years, right? And everybody's coming, everybody's excited, but there's one guest that's going to make the party really rock. Like, this guy's coming and everybody's excited. They're tweeting about it. They're making posts on Instagram. Can you believe it? He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, right? So then you get to the night of the party. Maybe it's like 10 minutes before it starts. And you get this text. And you check your phone. And you get one of those like feelings in your stomach. You're like, mm, I have a bad feeling about this, but I'm going to check my phone anyway. Uh-oh. And you pull it up. And the oh. text message reads, can't come, period. Oof. Running late, period. That's a, that's a, that's a big oof. Probably not going to make it, period. It's really crazy because this person had like five years to get ready for this party. Mm. And and the fact that he can't show up is kind of embarrassing. So now he might show up up January 17th. Right, but that's long after the party started. Yeah, so three months late, man. Now you're at a crossroads and you say, do I cancel the party or do I just roll with it and even though the only people that really came were my weird friends and everybody else is going to come after the fact because they're going to know that this guest is at the party okay enough of this nonsense we're talking about halo infinite and that it's been delayed boys yikes yikes what the hell happened here yikes Um, i i think that one this is more indicative of of 343's handling of halo uh that they thought that that what they showed was going to be impressive and totally cool, kind of, kind of blew up in their face a little bit. And you, you get uh, what I was going to say was you have to have your next gen game looking at least better than your last gen's first games that came out during the life cycle. You know what I mean? And it was it was on par with Xbox One, PS4, the beginning. Yes, as far as. Um, two questions about this. Two two questions specifically regarding the Halo Infinite delay. I'm going to ask them both, and feel free, guys, to answer it in whatever order you want. Sure. Question, question number one, and I think I already know the answer to this from Jeremy's response, but do you believe that this delay is because of the reception that Halo Infinite received after it was debuted on the game showcase? And number two, how is it that Microsoft has their act together in almost every aspect of being in the game's console space except for software? 
and I turn it over to you. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. So 1,010%, this is because of the reception from from the showing two weeks ago at this point. Because that has completely and utterly dominated the talk space of Xbox Series X's launch and Halo itself. There has been no other discussion about Xbox that doesn't revolve around the fact that Halo Infinite looks like a game that came out six years ago. So to be yeah. to be in the position of Xbox right now, knowing that this entire console launch hinges on it, I 100% respect the fact that they delayed it. I think it's an embarrassment that it had to be done three months before it comes out. I, my personal opinion, and it might be the unpopular opinion. Dude, I would hold back. I would hold back uh, even releasing the Xbox. No, at this point. I agree. I, I agree. What they're doing is the best possible thing that they can do for Halo. It is the worst possible thing they can do for the Series X. Yeah. Can sure. I disagree and, with that for one reason and one reason only? Go for it. Okay. This n- software is not Microsoft's model right now. It has nothing to do with get you know uh, getting this 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 system out the door with uh, a pack-in or a uh, killer app which is ironic because that's exactly what halo was for the original xbox but they don't this is not the model that that phil cares about i'm going to counter with the fact that phil spencer is the head of xbox he's not the head of microsoft so when Microsoft is looking at this, you got to think Phil Spencer is the one who's been going to bat for Xbox for the past seven years at this point with Microsoft corporate because Microsoft one has wanted to shuttle Xbox for a decade at this point. And we know that like we, we know that they've wanted they've wanted it to just just kick Xbox development out the door and, and just be done with it. They don't see a point of it because they have PC. So for them, they need this launch to be successful. And by them, I mean Phil Spencer and the Xbox group. Xbox need, does, yes. Yes, they need this to be successful just to show Microsoft, look, this is why we need this. Because we're hitting these markets. We're hitting these numbers that a PC just wouldn't. If you don't have – because they have no other software that's exclusive to the Series X, which means they have no reason for people to go out and rush out and buy it besides the fact that I'm going to have an Xbox. Yeah, but I mean, I just uh, think uh, you you might. I don't know. I it, 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 can more, you play? Can you play? Can you play Horizon Zero Dawn on an Xbox Series X? No, you can only play that on PC and and uh, PS4, PS5. What I'm trying to get at is, and I agree with Jeremy. I understand that this isn't what they're trying to go after. They're not looking for software as much as their Game Pass uh, architecture that they're trying to. But even that in itself, to me, isn't enough to warrant the purchase of an Xbox. I mean, granted, I have a PS4 now, and I'm going to get the PS5 because I'm a Sony fanboy. Shut up. And um, The correct term is Sony Pony. Continue. Sony Pony. Thanks for that. I, I'm going to add well, that to the vernacular. But um, oof, I don't even know how to put it. Like, I, if there's nothing to play on Xbox Series X when it comes out, 
I would go buy a PS5 and play the back catalog of PS4 games that they have freaking available, man. Even with Game Pass. Well, that's so that was going to be my my point, and it was it was going to be trying to play a little Dell's advocate here. The PS5 isn't exactly launching with this massive lineup either. Arguably, the biggest thing that they have is a more robust DLC pack for their for their best selling game of 2018. And Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima has like a premium that they announced today too. But again, it's not, it's not new. Yeah. So it's not like the two of them have these, these awesome software launch lineups that, that are just going to be, you know, one, two punching each other. I think you are grossly underestimating how much Spider-Man sold in the U.S., yeah, I was going to say, if Spider-Man's Miles Morales is a, a launch title, dude. Right, but what it, I'm saying it, is... That, it is that, a launch title. Yeah. It is, it, it is, but that's the only thing that they have that's their... That's business. all they need. That's Yeah, that's at least right, one that's, thing. Right, but what I'm saying is, if, if Sony turned around and said they have to delay it, it would be in the, in a very similar boat as Xbox. Uh, because, but... But again, right. dudes, this is where I disagree with you because Sony is all about break the generation off, sell the new box with the new software. Microsoft has never been that way. It's always been about Game Pass and incremental moving. So I don't think this affects them as much as you guys think. Like I'm, if you're engaged and you are into the Microsoft ecosystem already, you're going to get a Series X because you want to play all your games better right? You're going to get Halo Infinite at some point. I just think that if you're into that ecosystem, you're picking it up when it comes out and you're going to just play all your games on the, on the best possible console you can play it on. <laughs> Sony's model is completely different. Sony's like, you guys have to buy this box. Look at the shiny bells and whistles. So it would, if, if Spider-Man Miles Morales was delayed, that would hurt Sony much more than Halo Infinite being delayed, in my opinion, because it's a different model. You have a good point. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, yeah. I, I. I think. I think the fact that this was supposed to be the flagship for Xbox, because you have to keep in mind, we haven't seen that much for the Series X itself. In terms of in terms of games, I feel like Sony has shown way more than Microsoft has. Sony at least has a pack-in, too. What is that? Uh, the Playroom? I forgot what the... A- Astrobot's Playroom, yeah. Astro- yeah, that's a pack-in game, and I I saw Jeff Keighley playing some of it, too, and it looks pretty extensive as far as what you're able to do. That's something. I want to take it back to my second question, because I, I think we've definitely answered the first one, but how does this, how does this happen? Like, how do you... Poor management. One hundred percent. I think it's really that simple. Yeah, Yeah, of course it is. Just look at just look at at the last what two releases from three four three. Three four three has put out three Halo games, and out of those three, two of them have had completely botched launches. The Master Chief Collection and Halo Five. The the that they have just had completely botched launches. So the fact that we haven't even launched Halo uh, uh, Halo Infinite yet, and there's already like the just the graphical issues that they're having and it's a reboot on top yeah, of everything else sort of spiritually yeah it's like a legacy sequel kind of thing yeah. I, i'm getting the I'm, sense. I'm 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 100 of the idea that 
the wrong people were 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 looking at three four three and 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 what they were doing. I think Microsoft and 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 uh, and and Phil Spencer and Xbox they just kind of let three four three go off and do what they did, and they just trusted at them to come back with a good product. And they came back and they thought open world Halo was going to be enough, and it like knew. Not even a little bit. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me the third time, somebody's getting fired. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I have a, I have a a very, very, very strong feeling that as soon as this game launches, there's, there's going to be a a house cleaning moment at three four three. Oh, you know what? I don't even give them that much credit. I guarantee the devs will leave because I have a feeling that this is more Xbox doing than three four three's doing. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't see how you fix this. I don't see how you fix this. You can't just all of a sudden be like, if you delay, okay, but, like, again, you look at what they thought, somebody thought this was fine to show. Yeah. Okay. So you are now talking about what? You're going to, you're going to overhaul all of the assets? Like that, mm -mm, that's, that doesn't. All the models. yeah, I, I think I, what they're going to be doing is doing a lot of a lot of uh, OT work on texture packs because that's really what a lot of people were complaining about was that the 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 actual look of the characters looked horrible. And well, yeah, because what horrible. else could you complain about? You didn't really see anything else. No, right. you saw a grappling hook. Yeah, right. I mean, and, which and everybody again, seemed excited about. So again, the environment <laughs> model, like the skybox, looked great, and then when you looked at trees, it looked like something out of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Not okay. I didn't notice the trees. To be honest with you, I was too busy with the brute's face. I was. That's bec- that's because they were so thin that if you turned really fast, you didn't see them. So we probably uh, should have done this at the top. But Jeremy, why don't you read the presser? You got it. So this was put out from uh, Chris Lee, the studio head for Three Four Three. Uh, today, I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release date to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is a result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding. And may I add, that is horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, typical media trained BS. If you want want to delay Halo, that's fine. Own up to it and say that we, we hear you. We hear that you think that this game does not live up to the expectations of a, of a Halo game that's coming yeah, out on a next-gen console, and we're going to make it right. No, you're using the scapegoat of, of COVID. If I guarantee you that if COVID wasn't a thing this year, that game would look the exact same. Yeah, maybe. for sure. That looks like maybe, it, maybe. That might have taken all but a year to put together, man. You don't I show mean, off a game one year in development. What strikes me the most about that statement, because, yeah, you guys are right. It's mostly just media-trained nonsense, yeah. but there's no date 
It's just oh, twenty yeah, twenty one. I mean, I'm, it could be a it could be a twelve month delay. I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be holiday twenty twenty one. I think Danny, you said said January. There is no way, no way no, that they're no. delaying that Dude. three months. Nope. This is this is July of next year plus. There so, is. I think that's um, still re- that's. I think they're still rushing it if they try to release it in July of next year. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be holiday. So, uh, the, I think that already it was kind of getting obvious that it was going to be another Sony beatdown, at least at launch with uh, the Series X and, and the PS5. Does this pretty much all but guarantee it now that Sony yeah. is just going to oh. sell like double the units oh, that yeah. Series I X is? Listen, I don't think it's going to sell double. I think that. At launch, and I think for the for the rest of the year, regardless of Halo and and Spider Man or not, both Xbox and Sony will be selling out whatever they ship. I think the issue is going to come in once you hit that post holiday season where the buying frenzy is over. We will we all have that calm. Who's going to be putting out consistent stuff that's going to make you want to be excited to play their system? Sony or Microsoft? And even Sony. if you have even if you have my have have Microsoft's Game Pass. All of that is still available on current gen consoles. I am a Sony pony. So it, this <laughs> damn Sony ponies. This is one hundred percent hurting Microsoft, and this is going to this this has potential to be death kneel of Xbox. This might be the Dreamcast of our generation. Yep, I like I like, and I and I don't say that lightly. Like that, like that is the level of concern that I have for this. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's bad. I mean, imagine, imagine the Switch without Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that's a that's a rough that's a rough launch. Yeah, that is a rough rough launch. Um, so you guys have any other? I think we pretty much covered it i mean it's it's a it's a it's a big blow it's a big big blow um, the only other thing that i wanted to touch on was uh the discussion that i think it came out today that there was talk of them launching the game in pieces presumably yes, launching that earlier yeah presumably launching multiplayer without the single player campaign to have with the xbox series x at launch now i'm very curious what made them think that would be okay considering they haven't shown anything of multiplayer as of right now i think and it's I'm, because the game is because the game is essentially free this is beta I, that's that this is what this is this was going to be my thought is it because they're doing they're doing a uh season pass kind of deal with halo are they turning it into Multiplayer can be a standalone thing that has 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 its own price tag, and then if you oh. want the campaign, that's see that's where I was that's where my head was at. I was thinking, and that actually kind of sort of ties into the whole infinite thing. Imagine if they right. sold you if they sold you chunks of story in increments. Yep, that's so they, that so that was that was my thinking that that you're gonna get you know you can you can buy the Halo Infinite launch pack and that comes with multiplayer but if you don't care about the campaign here's a 30 dollar multiplayer game 
with and a season you do pass care, and all that jazz. And then if you do care about the story, you could buy that at your own leisure for 25 bucks an episode. Oh, no way. They're definitely going to make you buy the full game, just like another game that is potentially coming out in the next couple of weeks, Damon. Was, was that was that transition not smooth enough for you? Well, I actually was. I had something else uh, keyed up, so um, we can go there if you want. We, we've got. There's a lot of actually. Surprisingly, there's a there's a quite a bit of news to uh, to get to. There's a good amount of debate. There is. There is. So you know what? We're probably just gonna merge the the topic of the week into the news, and that was gonna be um, control. Is what I'm assuming you were. You yes. Were, uh, bringing yep. up okay so i was not happy the other day and i was not happy because you guys obviously know how much Ooh. of a alan wake this fan I subject am. and uh control remedy in 505 the publisher announced the control ultimate edition and the control ultimate edition will basically give you both uh dlc uh expansions and it will give you a free upgrade to the next gen version of control when it comes out sometime in 2021 and my issue with that is that right now remedy and 505 have not announced in any way shape or form how people who already bought the game and who already bought both dlc packs are going to be able to get this upgrade um, they have not said if it's going to cost us anything. They've basically said right now the only way to get the next-gen update for free is to buy the Ultimate Edition. In fact, I think the only way to get the next-gen update is to buy the Ultimate Edition. So Yeah, because I think it even mentions that in the um, in the presser yeah. that it said that it, did ha- it, it went out of its way to say, no, you will not get the free upgrade. Yeah, so there's... Edition. Yeah, there's two questions that that are asked, and it says, will Control Ultimate Edition give me access to Control on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5? We will offer a free next-gen digital upgrade for those who buy Control Ultimate Edition on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. For more information on eligibility, stay tuned to our website and community channels. What if I purchased the original version of Control previously? The free upgrade path to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 version of Control is only available for Control Ultimate Edition. And for that, I say, screw you, because your fans and your base who bought the game and bought both DLC packs should not be left in the lurch while you try to, you know, hype up whatever you sell the the game game again. That's nonsense, man. That's absolute nonsense. And I understand paying a premium when a game comes out. That's fine. I understand that. The privilege is you get to play the game when it's culturally relevant in the gaming world and you pay right. 60 bucks for it and you talk and, and all that. That's great. When you it's wait, not, almost not worth it to get new games. It, it's true. When you wait, you get sales, 40 bucks, 30 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. And okay, mm-hmm. so fine. You're weighing out, not playing a game that everybody's talking about right now with, uh, with the dollar, the dollar amount. What I don't like is when you screw over your base and, you know, these are people that have obviously supported you from day one or before any of this other stuff came out. And I don't understand how you can just basically spit in the face of of your fans. And you know what? I hope that Remedy's held accountable for this because I think that's ridiculous. So I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I was trying I, I was trying to figure out a way to 
make this okay. And there's really not. No matter which way you look at this, this is this is anti-consumer, anti-fans. Um, because people who are picking up the game now are not the diehards of Control. The diehards of, of Control have picked the game up last, last year when it came out. And, and have gotten all the DLC. Right. And that's and 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 my my own mentality, and I'm trying to take it away from from this game specifically, is this is a whole new concept of giving you the next gen upgrade of said game. So to expect it, I think is a little disingenuous because yes, for people who are buying the ultimate edition, they're buying it in August, which is presumably three months away from the next gen launch. So I feel like there's definitely um, a, a time component to this. And I, th- I, I think, are they, are our studios obligated to give you a free upgrade for the next gen consoles? No, I do not think they're obligated. I think that there will if there is enough pushback on this and there's enough bad press, 100%, they're going to they're gonna walk that right back and say, yep, no, everybody who, who bought the game, you get a free upgrade. But I also, like is- I, said, I, I think that there is a time component of this. And if you buy the game or the game is released six months away from a next-gen console, that should 100% get it for you. Anything beyond that, if they give it to you, it's nice. But if not, I understand. That's that's how I feel about it. I don't think Twitter's I don't, the ultimate CEO. That's right, all I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, like so, you know, social media is is one hundred percent gonna gonna make or break policy on something like this. But as I said, for me, if if I bought Control last year and I already bought the DLC, I already have all that, you know, and I I know I've already played the heck out of it. I'm. I wouldn't be heartbroken and betrayed if they turned around and said that. And if we do have to pay a premium, I don't expect it to be much. I would pay 10 bucks to have that game look flawless. If, but that's, if that's not what... right. And that's fine, Danny, if they had announced that there's another option. But basically, the bigger issue that I have with this is that they told their fans... The only way you're going to play the upgraded version for free is by buying it again. Like there was no mention of like if you're if you're trying to keep everyone happy, you're going to say, okay, look, you buy the ultimate edition now. Thanks for jumping on the bandwagon. You get this shiny new thing for free. Okay, fine. Okay. Because we don't know what the cost is. Maybe the cost is sixty bucks for everything. You know, whatever. We we don't know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hang on. One one second. Here's the thing. When they specifically do not tell their fans how they can upgrade, that's a major problem. I agree. Major, major problem. Because yeah. now... Because you're, you're only just, left with one option. Right. Because so now you've got two groups of people. The people who bought the game early and have been with you on this journey and the people who bought the game late and are not on this journey with you yet. Right. And they're yeah. the ones who get the shiny new thing. And the other people are totally screwed. Like there's no if they would have said five bucks, you get an upgrade or ten bucks or whatever. OK, maybe yeah, they, they, were very, they, were, there. 
they're very de- deliberate on their on their on their wording when it came to this statement. I mean, it's it's not even a, at this time. You right. know what I mean? It's like it's only like no ifs, ands, or buts. Only available for Control Ultimate Edition. That's yeah. it. And there, there's no at this it, time. And it just, it just, it really bothers me because this is when consumers have to hold the line. Because take, uh, I just saw an article five minutes before we started recording with uh, that game uh, Kena, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, that that indie game on, on PlayStation. Yeah. You buy it on PS4, you get a free upgrade on PS5. That's an indie studio. If anybody needs money, it's an indie studio. It's an indie, yeah, buddy. So that, this okay. is, you know. That makes the, the case very bad. It's just it, it you know, it's it, it drives me crazy. So I am curious to see. I've saw a lot of pushback um, on remedy, and and I just don't think it's right. And I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to say, oh, I'm an entitled gamer, blah 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 blah. But here's the thing: At the end of the day, I've spent ninety dollars, eighty dollars, whatever it is, on the base game and the expansions. You know that this ultimate edition is not going to be eighty or ninety dollars. It's going to be probably forty bucks or sixty bucks at most. So now, not only did I pay more and I get less, but I I basically was was told too bad from the developer and publisher. That's not right. No, that's not right. Like I said, they're I agree. they're very they're very stern on the fact that it's their way or the highway, man. For now. For now, again, Twitter is the ultimate CEO. If they get enough pushback, you know they're gonna pull the strings and hook us up somehow with some, you know, yeah. well, media, well media media train statement. Here's the thing, and 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 Damon, you can answer this potentially. Did you already get the DLC for the Alan Wake pack? Yeah, I bought the season pass. Okay, so unfortunately, again, you're that's yeah, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, I'm screwed because I said, hey. I'm gonna invest support in you. you remedy and support, support you, you guys before you've announced really what anything is, yeah. and I still get hosed. It's not even like they said, "Hey, you know what? If you bought the season pass before whatever January for whenever, whenever it was, pick a day, pick a pick a date. If you bought the season pass before June first, twenty twenty, you get." You know, you'll get this upgrade for free because we appreciate that you, you know, you you yeah. you supported us. Like, you got to do something when it comes to that. You can't just say too bad. This is the only option. That's, that's Unfortunately, just totally egregious. I, but Jeremy's right, dude. They're not obligated to do a damn thing. No, they're not. But I'm not obligated to buy anything from them moving forward. And there if that's go. the case, okay. I can, I can, I will Look. wait. I, you I can vote be a with every guy. dollar, Damon. I can be a patient guy, and I can wait, or I can better yet. If I really want to play Alan Wake Two or whatever the next thing is you're working on, I'll just buy it used and play it so that I know that you don't get a cent. Look, Damon, I'm gonna I'm gonna point something out for you, and I'm not saying that I was the cause of it, but I have boycotted DC Comics for the last two years for giving Dick Grayson Grayson amnesia, and what happened this last week? Massive layoffs. I'm not saying I'm behind it. I'm just saying money talks. So if you're going to turn around and you're going to tell them, I don't want to buy any more products from you guys, maybe you got, might get a message across to them. 
Yeah, it's a very, very interesting time to see which studios are going to do right by the consumer and which are going to see dollar signs and flash in front of their face. Yeah, look, this is. I, but I got to say that has a lot to do with the publisher, though. Yeah, it does. It does. But the developer needs to, uh, you know, they, they've got to they've got to grow some chops and, and, and really, you know, they got to show something. They got to get behind their fans. It's got to be a non-negotiable thing. So anyway um that's that's kind of how i feel about that we'll see if anything changes and if it does we'll definitely update it on the uh on the show um i want to talk about marvel's spider-man miles morales there was some new information that came out and uh perfect timing because i mean all this stuff kind of worked out together and um you know we were talking about halo and how that's you know basically the uh the spear, the tip of the spear for Series X, or at least it was. Well, Miles Morales is the tip of the spear for the PS5. And uh, I'm on GameSpot right now, an article written by Darren Bonthais, Bonthais maybe, um, where it basically says, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is a complete coming-of-age story. New York's latest web-slinger is dressed to impress in this new screenshot for Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's a pretty sweet screenshot. It's uh, it's it's Miles Morales down on the ground. He's in front of a puddle reflection. There's a truck behind him with lights, and it just it's, it's pretty. It's showing off ray tracing. Um, so I wanted to uh, read something from... Uh, uh, the article here um so they're interviewing here uh brian horton who's the uh, creative director and he says this is a full arc for miles morales that started in spider-man uh we are we really are completing this hero's coming of age in our game it is a complete story when we started crafting it we realized that with a little bit more of a compact storytelling style we could tell a very emotionally impactful story that would fit really well as an experience that would take spider-man one and miles morales and do justice to the to this character uh, they're referencing an article from uh, EW Gaming. Um, this article also dropped more details on how Mi- how Morales will function in his first solo outing. As Horton described how the unique bioelectrical and invisibility powers that the original Spider-Man's protege possesses are also metaphors for the hero's journey that he embarks on. What I think is really compelling about Miles as a character is he has friends that he could actually let into his world, his human world and his spider world. He's a little different in the way he approaches it. So... Again, we've talked about how this game is going to be uh, a little bit more compact, which I am fine with. I think a lot of open world games suffer from bloat with repetitive side quests and, you know, the same tasks over and over again. But uh, does that make you guys any more excited, less excited, same? What are you what are you thinking uh, about that? I think his suit look his suit looks sweet. Oh my god. I'm watching I... I'm looking at the picture you were talking about. I'm super excited to get into it, and I'm really excited for the potential <coughs> that Spider-Gwen may be in it. Yeah, there is a potential of that. Because, has has just, anything been rumored? Well, he the way that he just phrased that, because, I mean, that that is something that makes Miles special, um, in that, you know, he, him, and, him and Gwen have a relationship, and they're both Spider-People, so... It, I mean, there's there could be a lot of potential for for a more more of a team based mentality in the Miles Morales game rather than because I think in Spider Man you actually play as a few different characters, right, Damon? I know, yes. I know at one point you play as like, you like do. Mary Jane. You do, so, you do, mm-hmm. but they're 
but they the two the two other characters play exactly the same pretty much. Well, that's I mean, is that any different than if you play as as Spider Gwen compared to Miles Morales? No, yeah, not at all. no, it would be. Well, no, I mean, I think it would be different because I mean, if you're playing as Spider Gwen, you're you're you've got powers, you've got abilities like the 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 extra characters. The combat like, playing, yeah, different. playing as MJ and playing as Miles Morales in the first game are there yeah those two were the same but the the, it, the gameplay was very different they were stealth stealth parts they weren't you know combat it wasn't like you know right no no I'm, i was just thing. i'm just saying that it, that the precedent is there for you to take on the role of another character in this game definitely yes so so yeah so the potential for for picking up you know um spider gwen or say prowler um is in there yeah like there's there's a lot of potential to to make this work you know you have not played the game right no i i have it purchased from the the summer sale along with mgs5 so that will be that will be on my list after i catch up on 40kness all right so i can't i can't go into spoilers but i had an awesome theory Oh, you can go into spoilers. I just don't know if I can confirm or deny it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, spoilers if you have not played Spider-Man, the uh, Spider-Man 1, the original Spider-Man. Yeah, Sony's PS4 Sony's 2018 Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What do you want to call it? Spoilers. Uh, yeah, right. Sony, Sony Spider-Man. Okay. So at the end of the game, we saw that Harry was in that tube, right? Mm-hmm. You want to incorporate Gwen Stacy into this. They haven't mentioned Gwen Stacy in the previous game at all. Like, there's no mention of her as far as Peter having a relationship with her or no name drops. But what if Miles Morales is in turn the one that goes up against the Green Goblin and there's your Gwen Stacy moment? I think they're saving Green Goblin for Spider-Man 2. And I think they're just giving Miles some powers so that he's a little bit more souped up and you could do a little bit more with him in the proper sequel. I could I could not. I would I would never expect Green Goblin in this. I have a feeling that the story threads that they planted that's not Miles related in in the first Spider-Man game are being saved for the proper Spider-Man sequel. Yeah. What 100%. that looks, Yeah, what that looks like what that looks like is completely different. Like it could end up being that that you end you you start doing uh, it's 100 percent you know spider verse combat and you you get spider-man noir in there and spider-ham and 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 all of this universe is opened up but i don't think any of those those spoiler threads that are peter related are going to carry over into this game yeah i think it's going to be a very compact very personal story for miles i'm sure that peter's going to be in it but just very very brief it's going to be mostly miles game you know his his time to shine yeah and no, i and like i'm not saying that i'm not saying peter's gonna be in it at all but i do think there might be some i don't know i'm just saying the there only, might be a gwen stacy moment in there there could be a gwen stacy moment but i don't think it's gonna be i think if they introduce gwen stacy it'll be to build a relationship up with maybe miles and then you can have in the sequel um have green goblin kill her or do something or you know and then really raise the stakes because i just don't see them wasting green goblin on a on a side story because that's really what this is which again doesn't doesn't take it away doesn't take away my excitement at all i I, in fact i'm more excited knowing that this is probably going to be a 
20 to 30 hour game as opposed to a 60 to 70 hour game. And it's probably going to be more focused on story than it is on, you know, just again, having like, you know, the, all the different side quests and all that other stuff. So I'm into that. I think that's going to be really great. And, um, I just, yeah, I, I thought it was good to get some more information because we really didn't have too much yet. We've seen the box art, um, and now we're getting a little bit more info. So I think Sony's getting ready to, you know, kind of blow the doors off. And I wouldn't be surprised if now that ghost is out, and they've done their PS4 state of play. I would not be surprised if the next state of play is actually Miles Morales and you start getting some hype. I think that's going to be later in this month. It could be, yeah. I see it more late September because yeah, it's going to come out in November, um, which we also didn't mention, but there are heavy, heavy rumors that the Xbox Series X is launching and Series S is launching on uh, November 6th. So that seems to be the rumors based on uh, some information that some, some people have been getting and, and some controller leaks with the Series S, how it's going to be smaller smaller looking Series X in white. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but that was... Yeah, yeah Minecraft cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that was it. Now, um, as we recorded today, there was another piece of news that we may end up covering more next week. But it looks like Epic and Apple are in a heated, heated battle right now. And Fortnite has been pulled off of the uh, the iOS app store. That's a billion users, dude. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, it's So do you guys understand what happened? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you can you, you can get into it in case you know someone listening isn't really up on the up on. Okay, the, so the in order baseball. in order to get your your app on the Apple um, iOS store, you you give a percentage of your sales to Apple, and this has been since day one of the App Store. It's why a lot of apps um, prefer to to be Android focused rather than going onto iOS. Because the ones that go onto iOS are usually the more polished, and they usually have have bigger um, developers behind it. Um, this is not the first game that I've seen do this to try to they so so they Epic was trying to skirt around giving any money to to Apple by doing a new purchase method for in game currency through the game that completely bypassed any kind of purchasing through iTunes in in turn completely cutting apple out of getting any sort of piece of those sales so they <laughs> apple turned around and said you you you're breaching your the agreement that you signed to put your app on the ice the the ios store and fortnite got pulled because epic refused to uh to, to switch back essentially I think Apple practices some pretty slimy stuff. I understand they have to cut a percentage, but they're taking, I think it's a 30% it is, stake. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a third. It's a third of, of any sales that are made. Dude, that's a big chunk for all that's you have to, for you, say, for you just saying, okay. Yep. All um, you have to do yeah, is approve it. But I'm going to just put devil's advocate here for a second. That's because the install base is insane. So that's the price you pay to get access to their install base. That's that's a steep price for anybody, man. For a billion users? A billion users got torn away from Fortnite. Right. If they didn't that's a if, lot of if Epic didn't let, look, I'm all for battling uh, Apple on this. I just wanted to did be Did you clear. see Fortnite? Did you see Fortnite's new ad? 
Yeah, I did. I dude, did the nineteen yeah, eighty, the nineteen eighty Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Uh, look, you know, as a as an app developer, if you're going to play in Apple's ecosystem, you you got to play by their rules, and they mm. signed saying that they were going to play by their rules. So now that you've got you know your Epic Store up and running, and now that you've taken the time to do all this, you can't just change midstream. They'll probably end up coming up with some kind of compromise just because of the the revenue that for for Apple also like they're both taking a loss on this right now. So some something will give here. But from a contract standpoint, if you want access to a billion users, you got to play by their rules. They're the ones that are that are bringing you know uh, these users to you and and giving them a platform. So I yep. get where they're coming from, but I also think that they'll probably end up negotiating a, a deal in between and kudos to Epic for fighting for the consumers. Yeah. I yeah. Think this is, and this is not Epic is not the first one to do it. They're just the, the, the most recent and probably the most high profile that I have seen to, to really try to get pushed back onto Apple on, on this, on this matter. Well, Epic needs to make friends real fast and create a coalition and just keep taking away from Apple until, until the levy breaks. That's what has to happen. They're not going to gonna win it on their own. I don't think they'll win it on their own. They'll no, they'll negotiate right. it down, but they won't win it on their own. They need they need help. They need everybody. I I, I honestly don't think um, Epic necessarily wanted to completely abolish it. I think they really just wanted to bring Apple to the table and force their hand in one way, shape, or form. And this was this like they got it. This was how they got, how they did it. Yeah. I think they should. I I think they should have different percentages, as far as their stake goes, depending on what kind of app you're producing. Yeah, how much revenue you're making. There should be thresholds exactly. when you make them. I mean, it's uh, look. I'm I'm in real estate. That's how it works for me. I make a certain amount of money for my company. My percentage goes up. You know, so it's just not. It's not the well, same. It's not the same. You know, be, same percentage for everybody. Fortnite is is probably one of the top ten um, revenue apps on on the iStore. So even if they did do that, wouldn't they end up turning around and having to play, pay whatever the top percentage of that would be already? Or am I that? No, I'm saying that their percentage from thirty percent would go down if they've made Apple enough money. Where you know it would go down to maybe twenty percent, fifteen percent, ten percent, whatever it is. All right, exactly. That's uh, what I was going at. That's yeah. what I was going at. Depending yeah. on your sales, I mean, but that also, and this would be a whole different conversation. But that also uh, takes out the little guy too, in that sense. But we don't have to get into that. Well, it gives. I mean, as long as they give the rules, you know, and and hey, when you get to a certain revenue marker, you know, it changes. I mean, that's. That's fine. That still that that benefits them. I mean, you know, if you don't like it, don't develop for the app store. You know, I mean, it's 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 that simple. I mean, this is a negotiation, so something's gonna give. They'll probably both be upset, but it'll probably benefit both companies in the long run to keep a relationship going. And it's uh, just you know some of it's posturing Apple. right now. And yeah, I mean, you just that's 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 how it goes. You want to change? You want to change things? You gotta. You know, you got to stand your ground. So let's see if Epic and Tim Sweeney can stand their ground. I was just going to say Apple could just buy Epic. <laughs> they could yeah, just... probably. <laughs> yeah. If they want. 
Um, okay, so one last piece of news, and I think we'll get more into this in the coming weeks, but I, I would be uh, a failure as a host to not mention that Rocksteady has finally officially announced the game that they've been working on, which is Suicide Squad. And we're going to get more information during DC Fandom, which is the 22nd, Jeremy? Yep, next weekend. Not Yeah. 22nd and the 23rd yeah so we probably won't have information next episode but the one after that whatever we get we'll dissect and we'll really get into it i am hoping for uh, a co-op game where you can play as different members of the suicide squad and hunt down the justice league that is what i want i don't know if that's what we're going to get i'm hearing rumors that it's more of a game as a service which i'm not as excited about but if the combat's good if it's still the quality that we can expect from rocksteady uh then i am very very excited for this so i i wanted to bring a game that this has the potential of copying um to mind uh so Imagine you have a team of four Suicide Squad members versus a single player playing as a member of the Justice League. Mm. Like I, I could totally see that as being being how this game works. And sure, they'll have a campaign mode in there where you're playing as 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 the team, and you could hop around to different members of the squad, do different. You know, being able to like break different parts of the puzzles on on the map, but a multiplayer mode where you're playing a team versus a single member of the Justice League could be absolutely phenomenal. Whether or not that that is a player or an AI character, um, and that actually has me almost more excited than what the game could be. I think in theory that sounds exciting, but I think if anything, Evolve has taught us and Predator Hunting Ground has taught us uh, when Dead by Daylight is your most popular game in that asymmetric multiplayer genre, I don't think any AAA studio is even going to touch it. That, there's a reason why that lives and dies in the in the AA space. I don't think it's got enough legs to, to, to keep people excited. I think if, I think if as, it's as, done as, well... I'm, but as a multiplayer mode, you don't think you're, that would do well? I don't think that that would be... I think you're allocating resources that should be going towards single-player content or, or co-op multiplayer content. I don't think that they would be uh, interested in allocating resources for that because balancing that alone, there's a reason why those games come out and that's all they are. That is a, a, a monstrous undertaking to get that balance right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Fair enough. I mean, I love it, Jeremy. I mean, you know, when, I mean, 15 years ago, we had the idea of, of an asymmetrical horror game that basically is Dead by Daylight. Like, I love that idea. I just don't think that it's anything that's going to work in the AAA space. I think it, you're going to be, I think this game is going to be so much closer to a Destiny and the Avengers-style game than it would be uh, an asymmetrical multiplayer game. I could be wrong, but I, I don't see that. I see it being, you know, adding adding content, adding missions, playing with your friends, going through, you know, Gotham and Metropolis and everywhere else, uh, and then 
you know, getting up to the the the, the boss or whatever who's going to end up being like a you know a, a member of the Justice League kind of thing. So, did you think um, with the box art, which I love by the way, the fact that Suicide Squad is written out as a crosshair oh, on, on Spider Man's he- uh, uh, Superman's Superman. head? Did you think some people thought that that was Bizarro because he was like kind of tinged purple? Yeah, he didn't look like you know the big blue Boy Scout. He looked a little twisted. Oh, let me pull it up again because uh, I did not think so. I I actually thought that soups looked pretty damn cool. Any game that I can kill Superman in, I am so down. I own one Superman comic, and it was the original Doomsday when he died because I can't stand this. I can't stand Superman. <laughs> so oh this my is a God, game. Dude. This is a game meant for me. So absolutely meant for me. His face does look pretty cracked, like how Bizarro's looks. So that would be hilarious if this is actually Bizarro and he's on the Suicide Squad. That would be hilarious. Yeah, I that'd think, be a I nice think, spin. Well, hopefully, we learn a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with a good trailer. I don't think we're going to see gameplay, but I think we're going to get a good trailer, and we'll get hopefully an idea. So I think we will definitely be dissecting that uh, as soon as it's as soon as it's released. And our and we'll also potentially dissect the other rumored game that's going to be revealed that weekend. Actually, there's two rumored games for DC that's that's coming out that weekend. Which, is one of, uh, what is it? Uh, so Injustice 3 and Got- Gotham Knights are both rumored to be shown at DC Fandom next week. So it's kind of like Warner Brothers took their, their um, what was going to be an E3 press conference and, turned, and basically moved it to dc fandom look let's let's be real here they took what they were going to be doing for for three different cons and are rolling it into one weekend so you you have e3 san diego comic-con and new york comic-con that that they had material planned for this year and they are now just rolling it all together in in into one big weekend which which hands down i am the most excited for so far um these virtual these virtual cons that have been springing up the last couple of weeks and uh all summer really uh a few of them have been good most of them have been disappointing um the and and the biggest one that comes to mind is san diego comic-con uh at i think it's called at home yeah It it was it was just utterly poor Mostly because nobody wanted to come to it because they all wanted to plan their own their own event and and DC looks like they put some serious serious effort into theirs and and hopefully they're gonna just knock it out of the park. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I really am. I think you know Injustice has a huge fan following. I'm excited for Gotham Knights because I think Gotham Knights is gonna be more closer to the Arkham model. Yep, and then I think Suicide Squad is going to be kind of a different a different take on on uh, what Rocksteady's been doing in the past. So uh, I'm I'm so excited for this stuff. I think it's going to be uh, it'll be a good it'll be a good uh, a good couple of weeks here with some some information. So um, boy, that was a lot of news, guys. For it's, for for mid August, that was a lot of news. Yeah, but you also keep in mind it's mid August before uh, next gen consoles launch. So I'm actually expecting a lot of pickup over the next couple of weeks yeah. as, 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 as more studios are dropping trailers and gameplay and behind the scenes looks and apparently drama, drama, drama. So it's 
buckle up, guys. It's yeah, exactly. Buckle season. up. Buckle up. Well, um, let's get into what we've been playing. I'll go first because I'm very easy. I've been playing more Paper Mario Origami King, and I've been playing more Ghost of Tsushima. I'm almost at the end of the second act. Still love them both. Still getting through it. I'm taking my time slowly because um, I don't have another game that's breathing down my neck for another two weeks with uh, the Control DLC. So that is, that's it for me. Easy, mm-hmm. simple, in and out. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have uh, the only game that I've really sunk any kind of teeth into has been uh, ranking on Hearthstone, and I have been running a uh, pure Paladin deck. And in the last week, I have ranked racked up almost eighty-five wins on the ladder, which is kind of insane to do in a week. Um, that's eighty-five wins. That's not total games played. I've probably I've probably played well over a hundred and change. In the last week, well and, done. Yeah, it, I, I I love this deck. It's broken as all hell, and I'm just waiting for a nerf for for a few of the cards in here uh, because I, th- I think I think on the on, on the meta snapshot from last week for for the game, I think Paladin Paladins were running over sixty percent win rates with this de- with not necessarily the specific deck I'm using, but these type of decks. So. Uh, usually when once something hits 60% consistently and that number only gets higher because more people start switching to that kind of a deck and net decking, Blizzard usually steps in and will nerf a card or two. So I'm curious to see how they handle it. Yeah, that sounds like a nerf is coming. Danny, what have you been playing? I've been playing more Ghost. Uh, I've reached the, the third chapter. Nice. I, I can't I can't say anymore. It's whoo, it's good, man. Just keep on going, bro. <laughs> <Let's do it. laughs> All right. No, I am. I am. I'm taking my time with it. I'm just really going through, you know, the different all the side tales, all the you know, just just taking taking it all in slow burn, um, which I'm, I'm into. It works for me. Up so. to what part are you in? Uh, I am, I'm just about at the end of act two. I've got like, I finished all the tales, the side tales, and I've done all the mythic quests and the duels and stuff. So I'm just, I have, you know, whatever the, the big, uh, the big end story for act two is going to be that that's pretty much what I'm up to at this point. Dude, the way of fire is amazing. Nice. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Try, Try to upgrade that ASAP. I will. Cool. Well, uh, that's it for what we've been playing. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, the game that I picked for On the Horizon. Kind of a weird choice, but I thought, why not? You know, it kind of fits the mold, at least what I usually go for uh, with the with this segment. So um, I wanted to highlight Battletoads for Xbox One and PC. Coming out August 20th, so it's in about a week. And um, here's the thing with Battletoads. It has the potential to be kind of like a Castle Crashers uh, style, you know, cartoony, hand-drawn, fun multiplayer. I think it's got like three-player couch co-op. Seems like it could be a a fun game. I know that about a year ago, uh, a lot of people got hands-on, a lot of the press got hands-on and said that the game was pretty miserable. So maybe they took a year and, you know... 
uh, tightened up the fun on level three and uh, made it a little bit better. But, uh, I, you know, it's it's going to be a Game Pass game. So if you've got Game Pass, it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, anything that is a side-scroller, brawler, co-op game, I think is worth at least a weekend. You know, it's worth a blockbuster rental, if you will. <laughs> so uh, that is my that is my choice for On the Horizon this week. It's an interesting choice. It is. We, we still need to circle back to our On the Horizon from two weeks ago at this point and play Fall Guys. I know I have not I have not played it. I know that everybody's into it. I know the servers were ha- had some trouble at first. Um, I have not really had too much time to play much of anything, which is why I've been kind of slow burning ghosts. So yeah, you're right. I, we definitely have to get back to 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 Fall Guys and uh, or at least get to Fall Guys. Um, something else that is uh, not really an on the horizon thing, but it is out today, and that is the update for The Last of Us Part Two, where they added grounded mode which is like ultra hard mode and a permadeath mode and both of those are trophies so now that i've played the game yeah i've played the game twice and if i want to now have a hundred percent across the entire game i'd have to play through it another two times because there's no way i'm playing grounded with permadeath so i probably have to play the permadeath mode on like super easy or something and then play grounded mode so that's two more times so like you know that might be so something they I revisit, a, they like 2021, 2022 kind of thing. They they didn't take away your platinum, did they? No, no, no. It's DLC. Okay. But so. that's... Those yep. both sound like... Hell. Well, I would definitely... <laughs> I will definitely play through it again on grounded mode, for sure, because I love, I love that game. And... But not right now. Like, I just played it twice. Like so, I need I need some I need some time away, you know. Maybe in six months or so, I'll I'll be into it. Maybe maybe I'll play it when they release the eventual texture update for the PS5. That might be when I play grounded mode. You know who knows? But um, you know it's out there now. So if you uh, don't want to play Battletoads and you want to do something a little different, there's that. So anyway, boys, that's uh, I've emptied the chamber, man. That's all I got this week. Any any last parting thoughts for either of you? No, man. I think we covered a lot today. Yeah, I'm 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 getting pretty excited that August is coming to a close. Pumpkin spice is coming out. Usually that means new game season. You know, S- September we're gonna start seeing big games drop almost every other week. So. Yeah, no, I, I just put in my cart a couple of uh, Halloween decorations for my game room. So I've, I've already I've already made I, the, the active decision that I will be decorating my game room for Halloween starting September 1st. I, and I'm going to have Halloween decorations up for two months because that's how 2020 has been for me. So I may I may. So my my uh, personal belief is the Tuesday after Labor Day starts fall and Halloween season. Um, uh, me and my buddy, we already have our Tuesday night Halloween movies laid out for, for September and October. And I made my first Halloween purchase of the year, which is the, um, Sam Funko pop from trick or treat. So I am so excited for Halloween this year. You know, we need, we need something to, to brighten up 2020. They have a Sam Funko pop. Yes. It's a, an exclusive to spirit Halloween. It's, it's him with the, the pumpkin next to him. 
So if you want that, I could send you the link to pre-order it, my friend. Send it, please. You got it. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, that's it. That's it, boys. Good show. Nicely done. Uh, make sure, if you're still listening, that you follow us on Facebook, which is X Button Radio Podcast. You can subscribe and review us on iTunes. You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on SoundCloud, um, Instagram, all the all the socials. Um, and, uh, again, we, uh, we always appreciate you listening. Um, and, uh, you know, again, give us some topics to talk about if, if you've got, uh, something that you, you want to hear us, uh, babble on about. And, uh, for Jeremy and Dan, uh, I am Damon for Jeremy and Danny, I'm Damon. Would you kindly tune in next week? See you Bye, guys. guys.